So, hello everyone, and this is the first episode of the podcast. Hope you stick around. Today we're discussing villains with my boy here, Majid. How you doing, Majid? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay, okay. I just said, how are you doing, Abdulmajid? I'm doing okay. Oh, what do you want me to say? I just woke up. Yeah, I just woke up too. So, um, you'll start with villains from the books, isn't it? What do you mean, like, like for just for future reference, we just like to talk about like storytelling, elements of storytelling, that sort of stuff. And today we're going to try to focus on villains, antagonists, yep. that sort of stuff. Yep. Emphasis on the word right. "try" because. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I can't really talk about villains in The Witcher. I'm like 50 pages away from finishing it. And just now... discovered the villain. No, no, they have discovered the villain. He's trying to get more involved. There is... They're trying to establish a clear antagonist now. Prior to this, the main villain, he wasn't really involved, he was in the in the shadows. He was sort of involved, he was trying to find the the protagonist, but the protagonist was in hiding for so long that he, he didn't really make an appearance, until now. Okay. And I can't really talk about him because he just made an appearance. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that makes sense, that makes sense. So, um, yeah, go on. Yeah, so to be honest, to be you know truly honest with you, I don't have, I don't know a clear villain in the books that I'm reading right now. Same as you, like I'm, I'm I started reading um, a new book called uh, We Always Lived in the House. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and uh, this book is so weird. Like I can't stress how strange and bizarre. An exotic the story is mm-hmm. like I, I, can't, I can't, like till now I can't figure out what is the what is the what is the plot what is the the the, the problem with the with the with the things with the characters. Can you tell me about it? <laughs> yeah, sure. So it's basically uh, it's uh, the narrator is a uh, is a girl, eighteen year old. She's living in a. I don't know, maybe. I think she's living in Earth, but yeah. for reference, it's living in Earth. Uh-huh. So um, she's living with her family, her uh, sister. Okay. Constance. Yeah. The, the, the girl is called Mary Catherine. Mary Catherine. Okay, sister, MC. All right. Yeah, Mary Catherine. And her sister is Constance. Constance. And they're living. Yeah, Constance, yeah. yeah. Really weird name, but. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, both of them are living with their uncle, Julian. Your uncle, okay. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're, you know, but from, the, from the character's description, they look like a really, really, uh, you know, from a high-class family. Like, they're living in a palace surrounded by uh, a garden and a creek. And, yeah, they, 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 they're looking kind of rich. Yeah, no. But, yeah, but the thing is, 
their palace is next to a village and this village for some reason they hate the family so much like i don't know what's 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 the you know the, the obvious reason but i think because they're rich okay that, that, that's a fair assumption yeah the, 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 because they're rich because the, 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 that's why the village hates the, the family and you know all, okay. all the members too but the thing is uh later in the story you actually figure out that the family was way bigger like the family was like 12 members 12 members oh. yeah 12 members but somehow they only became three three yeah, they yeah, disappeared. Okay. What? No, I didn't hear you. They disappeared. Well, in later chapters, uh, I discovered that uh, they were killed. <gasps> By who? They were, they were murdered. By the Why? village? No, 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 no. Here, here's the fun part. Here's the crazy part. The, the, the person who killed the, the the family members, the rest of the family members, was actually constant. The little girl, what? The girl, yeah. She killed the like nine people, huh? Yeah, and how did she do that? She actually put a poison in the in the food. Why? No, it's crazy. You still don't like, know. Yeah, I still don't know. Like, uh, I'm in the fourth chapter, and, you know, in this chapter, it was, the, 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 the murder was, dis was discussed clearly, but in, uh, in, uh, you know, the earlier chapters, it was, it was, you know, the, we had no clue what happened to the family, so I just knew about that. Has this ever been hinted before, like, her well, killing them? Well, I don't know, too. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, she was, the only thing that I know about the murder is that she was uh, in charge of doing the breakfast, Constance, the, 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 the bigger, the older sister. Oh, she's the older sister. Yeah, she's the, older, the younger sister. Oh, younger, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mixed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. That makes it a bit more messed up, considering that. Like a, a, a little girl, yeah. like a teenager. I don't know how old she is, but she's younger than she's it. She, she's thirteen. She's, she's eighteen. The narrator is to, is eighteen. Yeah, no. But yeah, the other one. Wait, I, I'm wait, I'm confused. Who's the older sister? Who's the younger sister? Look, the narrator is Mary Catherine. Yeah. Okay. But. Uh, her sister is Constance. She's older. Oh, old. okay. Uh, I thought they Constance was the yeah, younger person. She's older. Well, I guess that's a little bit less disturbing. <laughs> I, thought, I thought like a teenager would have... Uh, like a 13... I was imagining a 13-year-old orchestrating a murder and I uh, was just trying to rationalize or at least figure out why would they do that. Yeah, but you know, even though it's kind of messed up, like yeah, why, but... why would, why would the, the 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 daughter kill her own parents and their friends? 
Yeah, obviously. But I said, I thought there was an extra layer to that by saying that despite all that, a young person was not only capable of doing such a thing, but also doing it so efficiently to the point where no one suspected her of doing such a thing. No one tied it back to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also, what made it even exotic yeah. was the way the readers knew about that murder was not from the from the from the three you know three family members. Ah, uh, the, the other people yeah. who revealed it. Yeah, the story. The story just you know one day uh, the family had a tea party mm-hmm. and uh, two girls showed up from. Mm-hmm. You know, later on, you know that they're actually members of the family. It's, uh, I think the, the two people were, um, her name was Helen Clark, yeah? Helen, and she okay. was with her friend, uh, Miss Watson. Miss Watson. Yeah, Miss Watson. So, uh, no, just one second, one second. Sorry, my dad was calling me. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, what was I saying? You were saying that two girls uh, came for the tea party. Yeah, actually, there were two women. Two so, women. Uh, okay. yeah, two. The, it was Helen Clark and her uh, friend, Miss Watson. Miss Watson, okay. Yeah. And it later uncovers that uh, those two members of the family. They actually know what happened to the what happened in the murder, so they started discussing with the family. Like they were like, "You did that. You you need to be jailed and stuff like that." Oh, and so they started uh, throwing accusations. Yeah, no. The thing is, they were right. Like they they knew that Constance was was was, was the girl who actually performed the murder. Oh, so that was uh, sort of. Uh, yeah, but well, how how did they know? They were in the, you know, th- what happened is that one day, the family was sitting on a huge table, all right, mm-hmm. and con- even though um, uh, it was, um, it was, what was I saying? Forgot. Actually, you know what? I did not um, outline my ideas, so they kind of flowing out everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's such a confusing book to the point where you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's very confusing. Okay, so, well. uh, what I know about the murder is that the family was sitting mm-hmm. huge table. Okay. On, uh, I think on a Sunday afternoon, something like that. Uh, and, okay. Yeah, and the family was so big. It yeah, was like okay. 12 to 13 members. Yeah, 12 to 13 members. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. Constance was in charge of doing the breakfast for, for all mm-hmm. the members, right? Mm-hmm. For all the family members. Okay. And Helen Clark and her friend was sitting on the table. Mm-hmm. So they they actually witnessed the murder. The murder. Mm. But I don't know I don't know what happened, but for some reason the poison did not affect those two women. Huh. Yeah. Well maybe maybe she didn't poison them for some reason. Okay, yeah, that that's a valid point. Maybe. Who knows? 
So, uh, so yeah, I don't know about the murder when I was reading the first three chapters. Mm. But when it came to the party, the tea party, in which the, the two women came to visit the, 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 the family, they started putting weird, uh, you know, they started accusing Constance oh. for the murder. Okay. But later, in, it uncovers that Constance was actually the, 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 the murderer. They were not yeah, accusing her right. of anything. Yeah, they were right. Yeah, they were right. But what made it even weirder is that Constance did not, did not like, you know, get any angry or uh, she did not, you know, started um, talking back to them. She was like, yeah, yeah, I killed him. Yeah, yeah, I killed him. Or she just admitted to it. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, wait, really? Yeah, she literally. She was like, "Yeah, I did, I did kill." Yeah, why? Did. Why? Why did she just refuse to disprove their claims? It just. I don't know. She, 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 she chose to prove them right. Why? Some, I don't know. It's it is such a weird book, bro. It's such a weird book. Like I can't express the the. It's, it's so weird to the point that it is very exciting at the same at the same time. Like I think that was that was the that was the writer's um, aim is that he wanted to make something so bizarre that at the same time it became so interesting. So yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Hmm. Yeah. Well, but. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, no, go on, go. Till now, I don't, I don't see a clear uh, villain to discuss. So yeah. Hmm. So you know, villains. It's a weird time. Ta- it's a weird term. It, uh, the definition of a villain is just a person who actively does morally wrong things, right? Yeah. Uh, but sometimes the antagonist isn't a villain. Or sometimes the antagonist isn't even a person. Uh, have you ever considered that? It's like, what do you mean it's not a person? Sometimes the antagonist, it can be a group of people, it can be uh, a society, it can be a concept, it can even be the a protagonist in a certain way. Or it can even be a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever really thought about that? Uh, to be honest, not to my, no, I don't think, I don't think I stumbled upon such, uh, such story. I don't know. One of my favorite stories is, uh, uses such a, a concept to its full potential. And that story is the Lord of the Rings. Now, you oh. could probably make the argument that Sauron is the antagonist. You know, the Dark Lord who... Rise to power, but but the thing is about Sauron is that he barely makes an appearance. He he only you know his forces make appearances, his armies make appearances. He himself is only mentioned. He's never actually involved directly until the very end. Even then, he's not that involved. It's just magic, uh-huh. and that's just putting it broadly. I I can go in depth later, but it's not part of the topic. If, in my opinion, the main antagonist of 
the Lord of the Rings is actually the ring. And the ring. Yeah. Wait, you've never read or watched the movies, have you? I never watched what? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Nope. Oh, yeah, I'm not just talking about the movies. I'm talking about the good books as well. Have you ever read no. those? So you don't know the story at all? Uh, nope. Alright, well, basically... You about the story. What? You told me about the story. I did? Yeah, I did. In, in the... In the other episode that is not going to get released because of technical difficulties. Yeah, in the in the in the so-called first episode. It was episode zero, okay? Yeah, yeah. Now, now it's a it's a lost episode. It doesn't exist. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> right in the beginning of the thing, we're establishing some lore. <laughs> Anyways, okay, I'm just gonna briefly mention it again. So this guy, Frodo, he has to... He inherits an artifact as a gift, a parting gift from his uncle. Adopted uncle. Well, he's an uncle, but he adopted him as a father. Because he didn't have any family left. And uh, the, the kid, Frodo, later on realizes, thanks to a wizard friend, that the artifact is... Cursed, it's, it's evil, it's of evil origins, and that the, the villain Sauron, the Dark Lord, he needs that ring to reach his full potential. And the thing about the ring is that it corrupts people, in, in a sort of sense, like... Oh, it yeah, makes... I've read so many stories about that concept. No, no, like, it doesn't it directly turn them evil or whatever. It brings out the worst in them. Uh, yeah, like uh, people who look at it suddenly become greedy and they want the ring, or yeah. they think that they need the ring for other reasons. It's not just greed necessarily. Oh yeah, yeah. Like people can resist the ring, but the question is for how long, you know? Yeah. I mean, Frodo, he's a he's a he's a good boy. You know, he he's not evil. He doesn't do anything evil. He cares about his friends. He's willing to go on this journey. This terrible journey to destroy the ring in order to save the world. And he's, he's willing to do it alone in order to not put his friends in danger. But, like, the ring along the way just sort of degrades him. It makes him sort of pessimistic. Like, it's not apparent in the four, first book. I didn't read the other books so far, but when you get on later in the story, you can see sort of personality changes. He's not. He's less willing to continue because of the ring. It's corrupting him. It's making him... And when people try to take the ring, or it can be interpreted as people trying to take it from him, he just gets defensive. Uh, And that's just a good example of how an antagonist doesn't have to be a person. It's just the ring. It's just an object. An inanimate object. Yeah. But the object is directly opposing because because antagonists they're not necessarily villains. Like I said, the definition of an antagonist is the a force that is opposing the protagonist. Yes. And the force that's opposing the protagonist, the main force at least in my opinion, it's it's Sauron's forces because yeah, his lieutenants is uh, Nazgul as they're called that are looking for the ring. But it's also the ring itself. 
you know, may, uh, there's a scene where some uh, townspeople, I think, I don't know, it's been a while since I read it, but some townspeople who were initially friendly uh, picked a fight with uh, Frodo because uh, they got greedy, they want the ring, you know? Like the ring is actively making enemies uh, for. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah, okay. So, in a way, you could say that the ring is the antagonist. Yeah, of course, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, for regarding the villains, so you know, because we're talking about villains. No, we're talking about antagonists. There's a big difference. Um, I wanna, I wanna talk about villains. No, 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 you have to talk about antagonists. In a story, it is pretty much possible you could you could have a villain and and an antagonist at the same time. Of course, yeah, it's usually it's like the norm. Yeah, they could be two different opposing powers. Yeah. Like the villain could be the the, the guy who's who's moving the antagonist or yeah. you know, controlling the antagonist uh-huh. or the other way around, you know? Okay, I get I I think I see where you're going. Yeah. yeah. So um regarding that, I wanna discuss some um movies that tackle that uh you know, persona that uh, you know that 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 idea that. Phenomenon. Okay, I'm interested to see where this goes. Okay. Okay. Mm. So, you know how the villain could be someone who is not a villain, but mm. you know, as he grew up, he decided that he wants to be the villain. Can you give an example of that? I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, that's okay, kind of I'll broad. Give, yeah, I will give an example. Um, imagine someone who is uh, in the kindergarten, okay. right? And he was studying a lot, right? He was, uh, he was, you know, he was such a nerd. Yeah, yeah, nerd. Yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah. He was studying a lot, but because he was studying a lot, he started getting bullied. Because he was yeah, yeah, nerd. Okay. interested. Yeah, 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 he was interested in, in, in books and, and reading and, you know, getting knowledge. And, oh, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah, pursuing knowledge. Yeah, so, what a nerd. He deserves it. Yeah. So, uh, this kid is not a villain, isn't it? Not really, no. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a victim. He's yeah, a just a, exactly. That's the word that I'm getting. He's a victim. Uh-huh. So most villains are not villains, are not antagonists. They're victims. Well, I mean, here's the thing: like an antagonist doesn't necessarily have to be a villain. There are stories where the antagonist is a good guy. They're, like yeah. they're rare, but the antagonist is a good guy, and the protagonist is the bad guy. Uh, like if you look at a, a moral, objectively moral point of view. What the bad guy does, from a certain sense, I don't know, I can't think of an example off the top of my head. Uh, but the bad guy does, uh, who's the protagonist, does worse things than the good guy who's the antagonist. And the antagonist is just an antagonist because he's against the main character, who's the, per, the, 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 the person who's moving the plot forward. Yeah? Yeah. So, the, the what I'm trying to say is that the antagonists of a story 
they can be victims of other villains. Exactly. A villain is a pro- antagonist, but not all antagonists are villains, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, villains can be antagonists, but not all antagonists are villains. That's what I'm trying to say. So, I have a question. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. imagine a story. Yeah, imagine a story. Yeah, okay. a hero. Uh-huh. Uh, doing something good, right? Okay, okay, okay. Do something good. Okay. But in the in the in the world in which he's living in, there's a there's a there's a bad guy. Uh huh. There's a bad guy. Is, yeah. Who is um who is so evil that he started controlling other humans to oppose that uh, hero. Okay. So who is the villain? Who is the antagonist? Well, hmm. The 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 the, the antagonist would be. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, antagonists can be divided into... Based on their importance, you know? Yeah. Like, if you take a story, and I get... I, I've seen this more common in anime stories. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want to focus too much on anime right now, but I'll just... It's just the first example that came up on top of my head. Uh, I heard that it's in Naruto, but I'm more familiar with Jojo. There's... In JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, uh, you have usually have the main villain, uh, this guy that the protagonists are trying to get to, and they usually reach him and fight him in the final confrontation. But before that, there's always he always sends his minions. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, lesser villains, and they're, they're like they're the villains of one, two, maybe even three episodes, but they're not the main. Villains. You know, once they're defeated, if they're defeated, the protagonists move on. They're they're one step closer to the main guy. Yeah, the main bad guy. Yeah. So the main bad guy, he's the main antagonist because he's the one that's controlling the forces that are opposing the protagonist. But that's not to say that the the individual forces that are working for the main antagonist aren't, by them, by definition, antagonists as well. It's just that they're not the main antagonists. Yeah. From my opinion. Yeah. At least that's how I see it. That's how I see. It. Yeah. yeah. No, you, you got a point, but yeah. uh, I need to say that. Yeah, go. On. Yeah. My opinion. Yeah. In that example you just mentioned, yeah. the, the 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 main guy is the villain. But yeah, he main... is a villain because he's doing inherently bad things. Like, exactly. in season four, it was a murderer. In yeah. season three, it was a cultist leader. And in season two, it was this guy obsessed with... Uh, well, uh, it's kind of... Oh, yeah, they're not inherently the different, you know? They can be yeah. villains and antagonists at the same time. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And one example of that, I need to mention that. One example of that is Thanos. Oh, yeah. I, w- I was trying to think of a Marvel antagonist to just try to drive the point across, but I, I don't watch Marvel. No, no, I could, you know, I'm not going to discuss the, the, the whole thing. No, no, no. Talk about that. Thanos was the villain and the antagonist at the same time. Yeah, of course. Uh, like You wanted to yeah. cut the population or something. I don't I, I don't yeah. Want to split the population in half? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, such a great villain. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's my opinion, but he's such a great villain. Like, you know, 
to give you a little bit of a backstory, yeah, when I was a kid, when you were, okay. I was, yeah, when I when I was a kid, uh, I used to hate villains. I literally oh. used to hate. Like, I, okay. I can't, I can't be. I used to, you know, be on the the protagonist side, and you know, okay. every kid does that. But when I saw Thanos, I was like, God dang, this guy's something else. This guy's a villain, but he's not a villain. Like. What do you mean? Like, explain. Tell me yeah. his motives. Why does he want to split the population? I mean, when you, when you stumble upon a villain mm. who just does not want, you know, you know some villains are like, I want to I wanna kill people. That's it. Oh, yeah, murders. Okay. I just, I just, I just want to kill people. Like, yeah. I, I hate, I hate, I hate the human race. I just want to kill them. Like, without any, without any ex- explanations, without any further I mean, I mean, um, simplifications, he's like, no. I want to kill the human race. Like, that's okay. like that's a dumb thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a bad thing. Like why? Yeah. Why? But what? Thanos on the other thing on the other hand, he wanted to kill people, but he has a big motive. Yeah. Uh... To the point to the point in which when he when you know when, when the heroes defeating him and all that good stuff, people actually made an imposing uh you know cult in which they started supporting Thanos. They were like, Thanos, you're right. Want to kill half the population because their resources are limited and stuff like that. Huh. So that's such a good villain. Like that's that's an example of good writing for good storytelling. Like mm-hmm. you're able to make the the, the 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 reader or the watcher or the audience in in some sort of um, two sides. You know, they're like uh, on yeah. one day, on one hand, they're like supporting the the protagonist, but on the other hand, they're supporting Thanos, so they can't choose, you know. Yeah, but it's making the some viewers or readers or whatever sympathized with the villain, or at least see that he has a point. To exactly, yeah, yeah, and and when a when a when a reader or a writer or something, you know, someone who does stories actually succeeds in. In you know writing such thing in which the the, the 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 reader could understand the villain, he 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 literally you know he he he's done a great job. Like if he if he actually succeeded in doing that, he's a he's an amazing writer. Yeah, it does take a uh, a lot of effort to make a villain. Like uh, villains have to have good motives. Uh-huh. I'm not saying like good as in morally good. I'm just saying. They have to be understandable in a sort of sense. Persuasive. Like, uh, no, not, well, I don't know if persuasive. Convincing. Convincing is the right word. Convincing, yeah. Like, uh, if, uh, if we have a criminal uh, gang leader, yeah, the, the, the more complicated the, the character is, the more complicated his, his motives should be. Like a gang leader, you can sort of understand his motives without any bank, uh, ga- ga- backstory. Like, uh, he just wants yeah. money, or he just wants power, or uh, it's kind of sour on him. he just wants power. You know, even when you look at his backstory, which the books don't, the book that I read doesn't provide, you know, it's understandable. He's just a dark lord. He wants to control the world. Yeah, it's understandable. Because he has, he was this close to actually achieving his goal. So, but with Thanos... Uh, I'm not a Marvel nerd. I don't know anything about Marvel, but from what I can infer, Thanos wants to basically commit genocide 
to a certain limit, to a certain degree, because he thinks that the population uh, cannot, as in its current state, cannot be supported by the amount of resources that are available. Is that, is that yes. correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And uh, he's willing to go at great lengths in order to basically preserve or prolong the overall population's uh, longevity. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, his motives are so good and so well done and so, you know, written down, so nicely written down that the writer could, I mean, the reader could at some point, uh, you know, get convinced by him. Hmm. You know? But but also it has to do with presentation, the oh, yes. way they present the motives. That that's also a big part as to how, as to whether or not the reader might pause for a minute to consider whether the villain is actually the antagonist story is actually uh, does he has a have a point or not? Like, uh, uh, do you want to add something? No, no, go on. Because I was gonna, this kind of reminded me of a, a game, a story from a game. It's called uh, Mel Gear Rising. Have you ever heard of yeah, it? Yeah. It exploded game. recently in popularity. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, it's a game in, uh, in 2013, released in 2013. It's part of the Mel Gear franchise, which is, it often delves into political, political and just societal themes. Uh, I'm just gonna focus on Mel Gear Rising, which focuses on why people engage in conflict, why people fight, why people start wars and whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. So all every antagonist has a point. It has a it, it resembles a reason as to why a human humans might fight with each other. Like one guy is a nihilist. He's uh he's a victim of war. He's he's always growing up in war, so war is all the only thing he knows. You know. Uh, well, there's a person who I haven't played the game, but I, what I want to talk about is the the villain, the main villain, the the the, the main the person who's at the top, uh, Mr. Senator Armstrong. I have played a bit, but I'm not an expert in the lore. I just know about this guy called Senator Armstrong. He's, his, the way he's presented initially, he seems like this, this politician who's trying to start a war in order to get votes and persuade people that he's going to end. And when he gets to, into office and uh, actually gets the power that he wants, he'll end the war and then he'll be able to do whatever he wants because, you know, he, he controls everything. Uh, but... As you fight him, as the, the the player character fights Armstrong, he he gets into monologues and he talks more about his point of view, and it, you realize, or at least the character, the main character who's called Raiden, realizes that the views of Armstrong they're not so different from the views of himself. Like they sort of believe in the same thing, which is that. Yeah, people sometimes fight wars for pointless reasons. Uh, it's also expressed sort of in the theme song for Armstrong. That's the cool thing about Metal Gear Rising is that they, the actual theme songs, they have lyrics that characterize the villains, the antagonist story. 
Uh, would you like to say anything or? No, I'm just listening. Okay, so basically, this Armstrong character, he he, as they as he fights with Raiden, they realize that their points of views on the world, their opinions, they they're not their beliefs, they're they're not so different. They 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 both are see the world as sort of uh, flawed. They see that society tends to just fight each other for pointless reasons. And then uh, Armstrong even says that I want a quote. Uh, I want to I want to make a world that ends the no. What, what's the quote again? Uh, it's like something along the lines of I want to put an end to the pointless world rating. No, pointless wars rated, and I want you to be a part of that. It even it even allows the 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 protagonist Raiden to join him. But the thing about Armstrong is that even though his motives are good, even though he's fighting for a good cause, the way that he's doing it is flawed because he's starting a pointless war. You know. Uh, the whole plotline of Metal Gear Rising is that he's start, he's forming this army and that he's organizing these global terrorist events, the, the, the these international acts of terrorism, because of this uh, in in order to rid the world of pointless wars. But he's already he's making a pointless war to do this, you know. Yeah. Which uh, that that's why the, the the protagonist Raiden he realizes that even though their points of view are so similar, the difference forces Raiden to put a stop to Armstrong, and so they fight, and then it's a cool fight, and then at the end of the game, Raiden adopts his point of view, but in a way that isn't flawed. He he tries to oppose the nature of the current society. By like killing people who, you know, w- would contribute to this problem, but not in a way that would uh, make himself like Armstrong. At least that's how I understand. It. I'm not exactly sure. The ending is a bit strange. It's a cliffhanger, but we didn't get a sequel so far. So I don't know. Maybe when I play the game in like two weeks, I'll be able to provide further context. Okay, very interesting. Yeah. I wish I could um, be with you on the same line when it comes to games, but, you know, nah. My knowledge of games is just so superior. You, you don't even try to, 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 <laughs> to compete against this. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to say something. Yeah, say so, some, have you ever uh, stumbled upon a story in mm-hmm. which the villain... In which a very famous villain, yeah, okay, okay, did not get his motives described when they first published the villain, but you, uh, you know, on later later uh, stories and copies of the of the story, mm-hmm. you get a sort of a backstory, and now you understand his motives. Have you ever hmm. heard of I guess I mean. Ah, uh, can I just think about that a bit? Because hmm, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, there's no doubt. I have. Uh, can you give me an example? Maybe, maybe I'm not understanding what you're trying to say correctly. Look, uh, I'm talking about the joke. 
Oh, you're talking about the, the good old Joker. Yeah. Like a guy who starts off bad and then his backstory is revealed and then you exactly. sort of sympathize yeah. with him. Ah. I mean, the Joker was first published on the DC Comics in 1983. Something, I'm not sure. Oh, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, a long time ago. Mm. Yeah, along that, along that, you know, along that age. Huh. But in 2019, that was the first, I think that was pretty much the first movie ever introduced to talk about the backstory of the joke as mm. the villain. No, no, I mean, there's no doubt that story writers have tried to explain more jokers the way he is. Like, I remember reading a comic. In 2016, maybe? I don't remember exactly when. I don't remember when it was, but it was about this comedian. He was failing. I don't know how... I've never seen the Joker movie, but from what I know, it, it was almost the same. It was about this comedian. It was uh, struggling, and uh, over time, he, he gets so financially... He struggles so much with his financial... He resorts to crime, and uh, in the crime, and uh, during one of his heists, he uh, Batman shows up. He, you know, struggle fights the Joker. He's not he does he's not known as the Joker at the time, but he fights with him. And then uh, there's an accident during the fight where the Joker, the guy who we now know as the Joker, he falls into this acid pit. And uh, he survives the acid pit, but it makes him so that the side effects of falling turn him insane. And uh, he, 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 his skin color changes, his hair color changes, and he looks like a clown, and uh, it made him go insane. Yeah, that's, that's the origin story of the Joker. But yeah. in, the, in the movie, in the 2019 movie, uh, they, they, they tackle the story in a very different approach. Mm-hmm. And a pretty much different approach. They discussed uh, the the struggles of mental illness. Mental illness, to the okay. point in which anyone could turn into the Joker. You know. I guess that is fair enough because, huh? Okay, yeah, go on, go on. Yeah. So uh, that the thing that I want to mention is that the writers of that movie are so good in what in what they're doing that. They succeeded in uh, in making a story in which the the writer the reader gets so uh, sympathetic mm-hmm. when it comes to the, when it comes to the main character, which is the Joker, to the point in which the the the, the, the reader starts um, you know questioning himself about whether he's a Joker or not. Because everyone struggles with, me- with mental illness. Of course. In a, in a sort of sense, yeah. Yeah. So, the, 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 the writers are so clever that they, they tackled something so common in which everyone could relate to, you know? Mm, I, I could sort of see that. I see, uh, I haven't seen The Joker. I haven't seen a lot of movies that you've probably seen. <laughs> but, uh... The fact that everyone can be a villain, that's an interesting take because I, yeah. I wish I could bring up a story where, like, I, I swear I've seen a story where that is also discussed. And I just can't, for the life of me, can't remember it. But 
basically the plot line was that anybody can be a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, like, I think the direct quote from that was it takes only one bad day one really bad day to drive a person over the edge or something I, mm. I, I think it was actually a jo- another Joker comic <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah but because you know it was a really bad day and then he, he, he turned insane or whatever but yeah it just I do like when mental health is uh, incorporated in storytelling, and I don't mean like yeah. that as a. I'm not. I don't mean like that in a, in a, a theme where, no, not the theme. Um, what's it called? Moral? Yeah, moral. And which the 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 the, the moral of a story is that mental health is really important. Yada yada yada. I I like it when mental health is emphasized subtly, in a story sense. I'll give you an example from a game. Uh, there's a. I'll, I'll be brief about this. There's a game called Hellblade: Senwa's Sacrifice. It's a game about this woman who was attracted to this guy in her village. She she was like um, ridiculed by her and abused by her family, but this guy was the only person in the village that was nice to her, and you know she developed a sort of romantic attraction for him, but he died, tragically. So, she goes, she travels to the underworld. Uh, It's like set in Nordic times, or whatever, North mythology, it's not really the underworld, but whatever. And and the main goal is that she is trying to go to the goddess of death, or whatever, I, I forgot what her main role is and basically plead with her to revive his, her uh you know beloved but the thing is is that the journey and her life in general has been really hard on her to the point where she goes insane in a sort of sense from the very beginning she's uh has uh, i think psychosis basically she hears voices in her head yeah, yeah, yeah. And throughout the game, you can hear those voices. Okay. And and in a sort of sense, you are a voice because all of the voices, they basically like they say stuff about the certain situation, whatever she's going through in the game, that the player character might say. Like there have been times where I just said something, and then the one of the voices just repeated that. Uh, like uh, it's pretty fun, but basically, she talks to herself. She and they're all like a ton of voices, uh, and they get louder when she gets stressed out, and uh, it, it sometimes it makes it harder to concentrate. Like it sort of gives you an understanding of how people like that, uh, what what they go through, yeah. because people like that do exist. Even yes, though the actual, uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to say that it's real. Yeah, and and and, and yeah, people do go through this, and it just shows you how they, what they go through exactly. Because I, I before I played this game, I knew that people sometimes heard voices, but I, I didn't think it was like this. It was kind of scary, if I'll be honest. The game even recommends you play with headphones. I didn't have headphones at the time, so I couldn't experience that. 
but I I did wa- listen some audio, uh, and uh, I, 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 I I can't imagine actually dealing with this thing on a daily basis. That's an example of an excellent storytelling because yeah. the point you're you're so engaged with the with the with the story that you know it, it kind of affects you. You're immersed to the degree that you're experiencing what they're experiencing directly, and what they're experiencing is I'm not talking about like sword cuts or whatever. I'm talking about uh, the voices. Oh, the voices. Yeah, the voices in my head, you know. No, 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 I don't know. <laughs> uh, and the antagonist in that, like to tie it back to our main topic, the antagonist of that game, and that sometimes, not always, but sometimes, it's the, the voices. <laughs> the voices help her and hurt her at the same time. Mm. Uh, sometimes they get too loud. Sometimes they just force her to do something that she doesn't want to do, but she feels pressured because, you know, it's like a million people just shouting at her head. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Know, yeah. It's been a long time since I played it. Uh, good game, good game. Definitely worth the play. A lot uh, of uh, suggestions, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to add anything? Um, no, because we're getting up, uh, shut up, because, uh, we're, uh, we're uh, actually, yeah, we've been going, really on time. yeah, well, it's been like 50 minutes or so, yeah, All right, so, well, uh, it guess... was a pleasure, yeah, well, yeah, it was fun, it was great, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A successful first, second episode, uh, we don't talk about the episode uh, zero, what episode zero, zero. there is no such thing as episode yeah, 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 yeah. Alas, it's done. It's not even, it does not even exist. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, wanna end the thing? Yeah, of course. Well, thanks for listening. If you are listening, uh, we'll probably do another episode next week, maybe. Yeah, uh, if everything goes right. Yeah, if everything goes right, which it tends to, it tends to, but it also sometimes doesn't. But we're going to talk about this time. True, true. Let's just hope this recording saves this time. (laughs) 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 Uh, This has been the No Normies podcast. No Normies allowed. We're definitely not normies. I've been Abdurjid. He has been Moaz. And... Uh, any closing remarks from you? Would you like to end? That's it, man. That's it. All right, podcast out.